Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us in New York? I know you tried. That's why you switched shows. Thank you, baby. Welcome to uh, welcome to episode two hundred eighty three of the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, I suppose. Yeah, that that uh, that 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 is a thing. We are we are here. We are live. It's me. I am Fitz. I think uh, we have Nikki. Say hi, hi. Nikki. Hi, Nikki. And Gordo's here too. Say hi, Gordo. Hello there. Episode two eighty three. What do we talk about? Jerry Lawler had a stroke. That's a, came out of nowhere. Although oh, right, so. much. Somewhat I, unsurprisingly, I maybe. I immediately, so context, when Jerry Lawler had his heart attack, whatever, many years ago, we he had a match earlier in the night. We were watching with some of our friends that normally don't watch wrestling, and one of them stated, oh, he's really old, he could have a heart attack. One hour later, Jerry Lawler had a heart attack. So as soon as I found out about the stroke this week, messaged Rachel to find out what she did. She claimed she did nothing. We'll see. Well, clearly she would. She's just a liar. Yeah. No one's really believing that, right? No, not a bit. No, she 100% caused it. Uh, so the prognosis apparently is good. He's awake, alert, all that jazz. So yay for him. I, I'm i actually surprised that he's made it this long without having some severe health issues. Yeah. With the, the lifestyle that he's alleged to have had, potentially, you know, and the 24 weddings and marriages. Has it's he got probably, that far yet? It's not, probably not far off, in fairness. Yeah, that man loves an old good divorce package, doesn't he? That's shocking. He wrestled more matches than MJF last year. <laughs> well, look at sure if you can get away with only wrestling was it seven matches in a year. Fair play to you. Uh, what else happened in the world? Impact and New Japan Pro Wrestling have a Super Show Mania weekend. Ooh, is that normally Super Card of Honor? Uh, but they've obviously gone with impact this time you've got speedball mike bailey versus will osprey that'll be a terrible fight yeah that'll be Sh- awful shocking bad sure where is the psychology nick where is the psychology fucking spot monkeys is all there huh scandalous it's scandalous stuff, that sort of thing couldn't be couldn't be having that in our tv wrestling no. shows we never got that in ott did we I'm just trying to think. They would have no. been on similar shows. Yeah, they were never. Possibly the same shows, but I don't know if they've ever actually did the graps at OTT. No, they didn't. Not, not against That's each other, anyway. Yeah. That's a shame. That'd be a good one to see. But speaking Speak, of OTT. I was about to say, yeah. Uh, so it came to light, I think. You might have touched on it briefly last week. Uh, but OTT announced and potentially nearly sold out the National Stadium in Dublin on the back of John Moxley being announced who was supposed to be on the Scrapper show before COVID hit uh, against uh, Stevie Richards. But uh, he was scheduled to come back and headline Scrapper this year. But then AEW decided to start running house shows. And they booked the very first one, the same night as Scrapper Mania and OTT, in the home state of John Moxley and had him front and center on all the advertising materials. How... Does that happen? Like, I'm, I can only assume that Moxley is the kind of guy that would say, hey, Tony, I'm booked up for these dates for the next few months. And Tony would be like, sure, that's okay, no problem at all. Uh, I'll let you know if anything comes up. Why does 
it always have to come down to bad communication with AW. Always. Communication is the issue with everything. Always. Not even yeah. in AW, just in life in general, lads. Yeah. People just need to start talking to each other. What is yeah. going on? What? Like Joe put out today that, you know, he's having discussions with AW about it. So if they obviously Moxie is being heavily, heavily advertised for this house show because mm-hmm. uh, it's in Ohio and it's close to his hometown and he's the main bit of guy in the poster. So I feeling he won't want to pull him from that. So we might get a replacement. Mm, it really feels like Joe is kind of putting the boot in and saying, look at we have this booked months in advance. We've sold out a fucking stadium show. If you're taking mocks off me, I need something fucking big or I'm going to lose half Danielson. my guess. Give me Danielson. Like I would I would reluctantly accept having to sit through a fucking Brian Danielson match. Like it would, <laughs> it would be fucking torturous for the person he's in oh, the ring with because he's gonna kick his fucking arse. We all know what we're going to get. We're getting the fucking guns and Kip Sabian. And I'm going for a big, massive Kip Sabian oh. during both of those matches. <laughs> there's, a, there's a question, right? And what is the acceptable level of substitute that would be acceptable to the masses? For, for Mox, it has to be a main eventer. Like, FTR. made for main for main. Like, it's, there's no other way to do it. So, so you're talking... my penis can only get so erect Uh, so you're talking Mox so you're talking obviously Danielson a Jericho an Omega a Hangman I don't even know if Hangman would suffice I think Hangman's probably the borderline I think like Hangman yeah I think he would attract to a lot of the uh, how do you put this nicely the people who don't get offended by wrestling much hmm (laughs) <laughs> yeah. he would attract yeah. a lot of those people yeah um th- there's not too many others that i think would be Starts marquee enough yeah, That's maybe thing. a if, couple of people yeah it'd be if you're dropping down from megastar level you have to increase the quantity yeah like like likes of keatley and swerve like a combo to mm-hmm. them i'd be happy with both ott alums both ott alums exactly yeah. that's, that's why i gave my head Mm. The two of them coming over, do you think that would be enough? I the, Obviously, the well, big thing with Mox was well, some he's people, such a superstar. Exactly. And it's the, the mainstream thing, appeal. And he's never been here before. Yeah. You know, with with the greatest of respects to Keith Lee and Swerve, love both of those guys, will happily pay money to go watch both of those guys. But for the people who don't regularly go to shows very often and have paid and possibly paid extra for the meet and greets with Mox... Are they going to want to stick around and not claim the refund if that's the replacement? Yeah. I feel like because obviously the mainstream draw is what it is with Moxley, you mm-hmm. kind of have to have a former WWE guy. It feels like that. I don't even know if Omega would be enough. I think Omega is the one exception to that rule. Yeah. But, uh, FTR. FTR. Like, you fool, baby. It depends I'm, if they're, I'm, I'm, if, I'm screaming for FTR. That's it. Uh, I, I won't accept any less than FTR now. Well, that's it. And and I'll, I'm kind of, kind of going to throw a nugget in for what we're going to talk about later. But if FTR are not being utilized on TV around that time, then I think they would be more than willing uh, people to come over. Uh, I know that they've tried to book them in the past, but it obviously didn't work out with scheduling and whatnot. You'd be mad not to think that they'd be looking to book them in the future. So. Yeah, like, FTR, hey 
this 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 crowd that have been looking for you and you've had interest in working for before are mm-hmm. actually able to get you in now. Would you like to work them? I think FDR have the kind of indie pull as well that it would appease the masses. And the fact that they're just two lads who would absolutely have the crack and go on the beer as well, like they they, they kind of appeal to the OTT core of that level mm. of just having the crack. Them in Ireland over Paddy's weekend. I, we, oh, may need to up to, we, may, we may need to get up to Dublin a bit sooner, a bit earlier, so I can go to the meet and greet, you know. Hey, hey Mike, we're crashing at your house that night, yeah? Yeah, we're crashing at your house. <laughs> Thank, thanks. We're, we're, we're coming up for Paddy's Day. We're going, all going <laughs> to place. <laughs> no, Paddy's Day is the Friday. They're in Wolverhampton that day. Yeah, I'm saying we're going up. We're going up Paddy's Day to go on the piss, so we don't have to travel up on the Saturday. Oh fuck that! I'm not going to Dublin on Paddy's Day. Are you mad? I didn't say we have to go to town. We're wrecking Mike's me in the dick. We're wrecking no Mike's staff. <laughs> uh, so that would be interesting. I'd say they're going to have to get that sorted as sooner rather than later. Yeah, there's there's the fact that it's what over a week since that advertisement mm. came out and only today Joe put anything about about it I guess he was hoping to have some news before now but it's yeah. dragging on so he had to do something to quell the speculation yeah like I guess there's no they posted earlier about all the all the shows being up from last weekend and like mm. every single comment in their place was Cracker Moxley it was it needed to be done it's almost like every post about Hogwarts Legacy is uh, about how if you play the game you're a piece of shit human being like Steve. So Gordo, uh, you're playing the game. <laughs> I am. Tell us tales without spoiling it. Are you uh, thoroughly entertained right now or are you still hating trans? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> right uh, off. I found um, a tech- I, I have a technicality. I, have, I haven't played it yet, but I have acquired a copy of the game. So I have not paid money for the game. Therefore, I'm not giving any money to JK Rowling. Technically, I, I could play the game guilt-free. Technically, Microsoft have not taken the money from my order of it yet. <laughs> so I too can also play it guilt-free. Um, and look, I'll, I'll say it is visually a beautiful game. Um, the gameplay so far is very good. I've seen one or two kind of bits of textures kind of, uh, not clipping, but kind of textures tearing slightly. Um, so I'd say probably go more to performance mode if you're playing on console. Mm. Um yeah, I've not really found much wrong with it so far. I've kind of just been going off exploring. It's at the end of the day, it's uh, my childhood was all this shit. You know, like it's this, this is a trip down memory lane. So, yeah, look, at the end of the day, you can enjoy this and still consider her to be a piece of shit human being, it's which separate she the is. Art from the artist. It's a challenge. Yeah. To you know, um, in this case, look, she might get whatever small kickback she gets from. The royalties off of it will be minuscule in regards to, you know, supporting the actual developers, the people who have put fucking 60 and 70 hour weeks into actually getting this shit out there. Yeah, so soon, soon as she sells off the Harry Potter license to like whoever, like what, Warner Brothers, Universal, where either either be a good fit. Like, cause and that's the thing is, I think people, stuff in the parks. I, and I think people, I, I really think that if, if this is a success, they will eventually actually see okay, right, we actually have longevity in building an actual full video game franchise off of this, and that would probably increase their likelihood of them trying to buy out the license completely, where she will then long-term have no fucking link to this anymore at all, which is essentially 
giving people the best of both worlds. Don't sing the song, please. I won't sing the song. song. <laughs> I won't sing the song. But all I say is at the moment, these people are afraid to dream big. And, uh, <laughs> is she actually rumored to be selling the license? It, it's come up every, every couple of years. There's kind of rumors and murmurs about it. Um, uh, the, the way I look at it is I, I see if there's a possibility of them being able to find ways to like get new streams of revenue out of it, which is where like the video game franchise has to be a success, being realistic. Because mm. obviously the core movies have already been made. So oh, but there, there's rumors about them being remade, Gordo. What? You've not seen this? Yeah, there's rumors no. of, uh, of a reboot. Why? The other ones were only made 20 years ago. The, the, like, the, the, char- the people that played the characters in them are not even old yet. Stop this. I mean, Spider-Man got rebooted multiple times on that time frame. Ah, uh, no. Stop, stop that. No. It's just no. But yeah, look, did they? Good game. Very well made. The story so far is quite good. You know, it's given people on, actually, which, yep, just had been brought up in Discord there. Certain streamers and stuff like that are actually trying to use it as a platform to be able to raise money for trans charities and raise awareness around trans and stuff like that worldwide. You know, people can use it for good effect. Um, the the dogpiling that's been going on is ridiculous. Some of the, it's bullying. And the other day, it very much falls back into the two wrongs don't make a right. You're going about her being a piece of shit and the people that are being pieces of shit themselves in retaliation like that you know it's just going to keep escalating and escalating it's yeah Jeff fun Gordo, game the recommend. internet told me that anyone who plays this game is a piece of shit human being the internet is never wrong well Fitz you have known me 16 years 16 and a half years now <laughs> you have probably known for the last 16 years and 3 months that I'm a piece of shit human being it's true so this game has changed oh, nothing yeah. about the piece he's, of shit human being. He's right a shit now. human being, but not a transphobe. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a dickhead. Now I know you're a transphobe. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm a dickhead. That's it. You sure um, are, but Yeah, I am. Jeff, um, said, uh, as, as games go, uh, visually fantastic. Would recommend it on its merits. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, T's and P's out to Turkey and Syria. Fucking see the earthquake and all the subsequent fallout over there. Mm. They're about to hit a fucking 20,000 death toll, which is fucking insane when you think about it. I saw today, right, the reason I bring it up is because something really fucked up was kind of uh, shared in one of my work channels today. Apparently, right, the, the Turkish government were supposed to be uh, creating a kind of a a war chest, so to speak, uh, for for this kind of scenario, where you they're effectively funneling taxes into a fund that is supposed to be released if there is some sort of catastrophic event. Mm. Um, yeah, that money doesn't exist. Ugh. Oh, for fuck. Um, like there should be billions in that fund. Mm. Um, and also. Uh, I don't know how true this is. I just saw it on the top line headline, but apparently in Turkey, there by law you can pay to have an exception so that your property that you build uh, doesn't have to comply with building regulations. Uh, 
Yeah, so build 40-story apartment block. Give whatever money to local council to not have to have safety regulations met. In a country prone to earthquakes, like nothing could go wrong. So many problems. So many problems. One thing I say to lads, I we take it for granted how lucky we are in Ireland and obviously other parts of the world would be similar. We don't have extreme weather situations. The worst we have here is it rains a lot. Or yep, it might be day. it might we might have the odd bit of snow that sends the country into a standstill for three days. But we don't have earthquakes, no, we don't have hurricanes, very we don't have anything weather overall, yeah. Uh, never too hot, never too cold, like blessings, so to speak. So definitely feeling the gratefulness for that this week. But moving on to more happier things, uh, let's talk about vengeance, because Saturday, as we all know, was Vengeance Day. Ah, segue. Yeah, I see what you did there. And I turned this off after the first match. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I, I lied, no sorry I, I wanted to turn it off after the first match but I saw what the second match was, wait until that ended and then I turned it off uh, so the first match was Wesley defeating Dijak yeah, what was wrong with that? Uh, firstly, Wesley should not be defeating Dijak uh, secondly the match was bullshit there was uh, this is coming from someone who likes AEW and the the loosey goosey psychological flow of matches. There was far too many false finishes in this match. Far too many. There was a lot uh, of false finishes. I give you that. The piece de resistance for me was Dijak locking Wesley into an announcer chair on the outside with the brush, already a convoluted spot. Uh, but then he decides to go up onto the top turnbuckle to do a moonsault with the expectation to hitting Wesley while he's locked in a chair. Hiya. <laughs> now, obviously, that was set up so that when Tony D and his crony comes out that he hits them. But if they weren't there, kayfabe, he's hitting a guy locked in a chair. Why not just stand there beside him and kick him in the head 17 times? Because the velocity from coming from the top rope. No. Velocity fits. I'm going to say no. Yeah, and the pin. Like, Dijak came back, been billed as a boss. We've seen him in NXT go have fucking classics with Keith Lee. And we're supposed to believe that he can't overcome someone who's about 100 pounds lighter than him. Come on, you're booking him soft already, like. Even with his mangled finger. Oh, the finger. That was, that was pretty oh, mangled. That looked janky. Yeah. Now, I, I appreciate that was just me watching it on my own Sunday afternoon without kind of the feedback from anyone else. So I might be shouting into a glass case of nothingness here. But what was your thoughts on it? Uh, I, I agree with the false finishes. There was a bit too many of them towards the end. But overall, I enjoyed the match. That was good. Yeah, it was an okay match. Um, similar. Needs less false finishes, and I would have, I would have had Dijak win. Um, I know it's going with the whole thing of Tony D and all that shit, and they're going to keep that going. And you know that's fine. I have no problem with Tony D or anything either. But yeah, Dijak. There was no need for Dijak to lose here. Uh, moving on, then the. The best match of the night, because I only saw two, 
uh, was Fallon Henley and Kiana James winning the NXT Tag Team Women's Championships, defeating Katana Chance and Caden Carter. There's a lot of weird words in that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of that? I like the fact that they won because obviously they have that whole falling out thing where they don't get along thing, and it's always mm-hmm. good for storylines. And plus, um, I was going to say Casey Catanzaro, but Katana Chance and Caden Carter need to be on the main roster. Yeah, they, they're they're polished enough as a tag team. They're per- straight up into the main roster tag team division because they don't actually have any tag teams. They keep breaking ones up. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see what more they gain from staying down in NXT much longer. I know they kind of hinted on it this week. Of are they going after the main title, perhaps? You know, either or. Um, I can see after a post. A post yeah, main I see them up. up. Yeah, hundred percent. That was a good match. That was quite a solid match as well. Actually, shout out to the four of them. Mm. Um, the other like. Uh, Kenny James and Fallon Henley didn't exactly look out of place there either, which you can often see when a team look when one team is as polished as Katana and Caden are and the others are relative newcomers, like you can often see you can often see the the, the gap in quality sometimes. Uh, but yeah, they they held their own, which testament to for them. Not so bad, not so bad. Uh, Mello didn't miss, apparently. No, 2-0. Uh, was this surprising? 2-0 was surprising. Mello winning wasn't surprising. But yeah, I expected I expected the win because I don't think he's coming up to the post-mania. I think we kind of touched on that last week. Um, yeah. Expected the win, didn't expect a 2-0. Okay, okay. It's a very good um, match, though. Uh, oh, we had... Uh, Dabakato come out as Dabakato, not Commander Aziz. Um, and looked like he was helping him up to his feet afterwards and was kind of giving him a hug, and then he just laid him out. So big, bad Dabakato back. Ooh. <laughs> uh, he's a big boy. Uh, yay for him being back? No? No? Uh, I, 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 no, yeah, he's, he's kind of luck. Can't wait for that, huh? Haven't, haven't seen enough of him to have a an opinion he's better than Omos well come on like here you're talking which one's better a giant douche or a turd sandwich (laughs) (laughs) I finally got to work that one in Um, yeah yeah. so that happened Uh, what else do we have we had the four way tag team match Uh, talk me through this because again I did not see it so I I was surprised that Woods took the pin I thought this the four way so they would could Leave New Day kind of free. Just yeah, Gallus got the got the win. The new tag team champions. Uh, but yeah, I was shocked that New Day took the fall. I thought they'd be just there, like a lose the title without getting paid type job. Yeah, yeah, they done they done one hell of a job actually. Two of them done great job of shining up. All three of the other teams, like everyone mm-hmm. came out, is looking really good. Um, did they New Day didn't need to gain or lose anything from it? But obviously, they done their job absolutely fine and. Yeah, um, the f- the fallout afterwards on NXT this week were pretty deadly. Was absolutely hilarious. That was great. Um, them lads, they much pretty, like Mello, but they were quite deadly. The, them lads, much like Mellow, do not miss. They are They're very good, fucking phenomenal. Yeah, um, we we only said it the other day. We were watching it. So incredibly happy that their whole shtick is after translating well to American audiences. Mm. Was worried it wasn't gonna so. 
Tight, 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 tight. So yeah, Gallus, what's the what's the future going to hold for them? Ooh, don't know. They changed their music. They changed a lot of music. Yeah, yeah, a lot of music seemed to be changing and tweaking slightly. Mm. Um, they they seem to be looking at them and pretty deadly again, based off what happened on NXT this week. Um, it's really also the NXT UK feuds like. I was going to say you could possibly see the two schism lads fucking stepping up into it as well so they're really running back all the NXT uh, NXT UK stuff but again all their matches are going to fucking slap so I'm okay yeah. with every one of them nice 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 uh, Roxanne Perez defeated Gigi Dolan and JC Jane Gordo I believe you had a, a very keen observation in this match Look, you know me, you know, when it comes to details and this sort of stuff, I have a very keen eye. And this keen eye was just saying, good Lord, JC Jane, I love that ring gear. No, all all joking aside, she just looked a star. Everything about her, the entrance, all that stuff. She always had that little little bit of it kind of shining through, but yeah, this this was a big night for for her um taking a lot of people's eyes she was kind of seen as the the third one of toxic attraction and uh yeah this was a night where she showed she could stand on her own two feet Definitely. um really good showing in the match as said for the moment she walked out there just looked the fucking part the slightly new ring gear i do, I do genuinely think that she makes a bit of a difference just you know presentation's important it's a it's you know it's a visual business that they're in um she just yeah she looks looked a major player from the second she walked out there so um, a very fun match really fun the whole what was going to happen them kind of flickering in and out of being at each other's throats and then coexisting again and they kind of went to try and help each other one final time and get countered and that leads to the finish and yeah obviously we have a title retention from El Roxanne but yeah, I thought it was a really, really good match and told a really nice story between the three of them. Yeah, that wasn't the, obviously Roxanne retaining wasn't the main story, it was the other two. Yeah, which exactly. Then followed up to NXT this week. Oof. Oof. Uh, but finish off Engine's Day, Braun Breaker, rather surprisingly, lol, retained his uh, NXT Championship in the Steel Cage against Grayson Waller, who subsequently got suspended. Yay? Because he interfered in a press conference afterwards yeah people getting suspended for press conferences they see they take their press conferences seriously and he shouldn't interrupt and he shouldn't fucking do anything ridiculous at them you know aw but he's working with children don't you don't you understand (laughs) uh so Uh, yeah that was vengeance day uh anything from the main event uh yeah just with the main event uh having still cage matches as just him for our submission yes please oh more of it yes why more of that because it makes no sense that escapes a thing this is supposed to be a yeah. big feud ending a cage match supposed to be a, a feud ending match it's a way and to keep everything by running together away. people have run away and it's the way of saying no you're fucking going nowhere we're going to settle this yeah so Apparently that's having a cell it used to be cage matches before okay, yeah. cell. exactly and now, I admit, I don't mind escape over the top as much, but the door is the stupidest fucking oh, thing. It 100%. takes you out of out of the match completely anytime someone tries to use the door. Only, to only time I was happy with a door escape was the time Kofi legit leapt out over someone as they were crawling. Mm. <laughs> but that was yeah. one of the most genius. Because I, I, I couldn't remember the last time I'd seen it done. 
Very so true. I was like, okay, I was happy when that happened. But the usual generic crawl, then we're going to have a tussle over by the, when I'm trying to grip onto the steps. And it just, yeah, it's all convoluted. It's very convoluted. Fun show, though. Very fun show overall. Um, yeah, it was nice, nice to have NXT out, out of the performance center as well. Yeah, that was a big deal. Just um, the, the visual of you know, in, a, in an arena with... Of a sold out arena. People. It's uh, yeah. so in an, in an arena. Your thoughts on the sold out arena, Fitz? <laughs> well, like, you can't really call it a sold out arena when you put 5,000 people into a 14,000 seater arena. You Did know? They said they, where are they, they opening off to only have 5,000 on seats there, though? That doesn't matter. Sold out arena? No. No. So what, what are we arena. fucking? What are we Arsenal Football Club here talking about sold having sixty-two thousand people at their matches every week? Yeah, no, get the fuck no, out of here! No, that's what happens at WrestleMania, not at NXT Takeover. <laughs> we don't right, do moving. that here. So that moves swiftly into NXT this week. Uh, show opens, I believe, with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams talking about how they're the greatest or whatever, some sort of generic him. stuff. He is. Can can someone explain that to me? I, I I'm missing the context of. Essentially, instead of saying you're the guy or the man, you just say I am him. It's, it's is it an acronym? Thing. No, no, it's just a new thing. I don't, I don't know. Cool kids say it, so I don't understand it. There's a lot of things that they do, you know, Gen X people, the Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Z, whichever one's younger than us, Gen Z, uh, say that I don't understand. Yeah, we're we're, yeah, we're finally getting to. There's a new gen, there's a new one that's younger than that now. They are, they're already past that. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a new one that's younger. Gen A, did they circle back around? I love you, Gen A. Uh, yeah, but JD McDonough comes out and stares him down. Uh, I said to the lads watching this tonight. Alpha Generation Alpha is the new one. There we go. Yeah, A for Alpha. Gotcha. Uh, Jamie McDonough in his current gimmick is money in the bank. Not literally in terms of the match, but he is so damn good. He's so damn comfortable with this gimmick. Um, I just need for them to actually run with it and give him a bit of a push. Well, Michael's loves uh, him, so I'm assuming he will be getting it. Like, Yeah, but since he's gone into NXT, he's lost more than he's won in, he's the, in more, the bigger matches. He's had great showings in all the matches, though. That's the he's... Thing. He's the one to be Breaker at Mania Weekend. These are the sort of gimmicks that need wins to sustain them. Otherwise, yeah. you end up being goofy Bray Wyatt. I, I, I think it's getting to... Well, they have... Spoiler alert. Um, they have, obviously, a return that happened on NXT this week. They have him and they have Mello kind of all in this weird little triangle over who's going to go for the title. I have a feeling the return person is going to get a title shot in the next couple of weeks. And I think Mania weekend, you get JD versus Breaker 3 and f- JD wins the title. I figure it's going to be mellow. Mania. Um, I think I both of them both are right. to come up. I think, I think they're, I see, I think mellow and Breaker are both you to come up. So I don't think you do them a Mania weekend. That's, 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 you're both Confer- right. No, it's going to be a four way Ash Mania. Oh, a DX, member, a DX member in every corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Breaker defending against JD McDonough versus Mello versus Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, that'll work. It it kind of fits out because if you're going to put an NXT show over Mania Weekend, 
you build you should build it as the biggest NXT of the year. Yeah. And what bigger way to have your biggest match on the biggest show of the year than having four legitimate top guys fighting over the main prize? Seems like it makes sense, but it depends on how they're going to book the show because obviously the two night mania, the Friday night SmackDown, where are they going to fit an NXT show in? Uh, I don't know if they've actually announced that or confirmed it yet, so that's kind of something to keep an eye on. Mm. Uh, I, I think but, they'd be nuts to not do one. I think they, I do think they'd be nuts not to do one because people are starting to get hyped about NXT again. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. Did not say, did, they already said there's one of Mania weekend. There probably is, but I don't mm-hmm. know if they've put pencil in yet, have they? It, it's the what you call it, the stand and deliver. It's on Mania weekend. But remember, last week, did, last year, they don't stand and deliver. They don't stand like the Tuesday before and deliver the Tuesday after. Uh, April 1st April 1st Saturday Crypto Rock oh, Arena. Saturday 1pm Eastern okay yeah. so it's oh. earlier in the day earlier in the day and night one. Oh, baby um, yes veins please thank you very oh, much oh and I'm pretty sure I am off my own call that week yes. you fucking want to be <laughs> oh, you better be knee cans. deep in cider oh man I am going to be in a constant <laughs> state of inebriation anywho uh, Mello and McDonough have a nice fine match later in the night but gets interrupted when Dragunov comes down and distracts JD and Carmelo wins so that's the continuation that we're going to see I, ca- I can't believe he kicked away the basketball mm-hmm. he Ted DiBiase the basketball mm-hmm. uh, Zoe Stank defeated Sol Rocca with the probably the best version of the a modified GTS I've seen in a while yeah, her flip GTS slaps. Spinny, spinny boy. Yeah. Uh, Sol Rocca, I absolutely despise her finisher. I will openly admit I'm probably in the minority in that one. It's just too convoluted for me. The person taking the move just has to stand there and then dive into it. No. I mean, RKO. Uh, RKO is a little bit different so far as that Orton can kind of jump into you, grab your neck and drag you down. Uh, unless you're um, Matt Seidel in his previous carnation and <laughs> diving off the top rope into it, fair enough. But like, the, what was it the springboard inverted RKO? Get the fuck out of here. Davy <laughs> uh, Cater did a thing. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, backstage, you had the Creed Brothers, Isla Dawn, Alba Fire, Tate and Paxson. They're all syllables. Uh, <laughs> Roxanne Perez got a... Uh, Talked to by Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Seems like they're turning heel. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that might not be a case of them going up to the main roster soon. I still need to drag it out a month before. Like, they're not going to bring it up for Mania. So like any debuts mm-hmm. or uh, call-ups are going to be like Raw, SmackDown after Mania. So drag That's it to go back to them. For a month. You'd hope with Trips in Charge that they'll, do, they'll kind of return to that kind of bizarro world feel that they had for so many years that people fucking loved. Mm. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, we got a, we, speaking of actually having a bizarro, well, that we have a live SmackDown being announced as well for the Miami yes in London. Oh, that's actually airing at eight PM uh, UK time. So I am um, live. I'm. I might have an a, an avenue to attend that event, that Ooh. particular show. Oh. So we'll have to. Um, <laughs> We'll have to see if something comes to fruition on that. Dibs. 
Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Isla Dawn defeated Tatum Paxson via clothesline. Sure, that happened. Oh, I uh, forgot that happened. Uh, backstage, Tiffany Stratton and Tia Hale had a promo that was fucking excellent. I love Tia Hale. I just, I just oh, she's so good. She is fantastic. She has no right to be as good as she is for 19 years of age. Unreal. Uh, Tiffany Stratton, great career. Huge fan of her career. Uh, she will be her career has uh, definitely moved up a couple of notches in the last couple <laughs> <Yeah>. of months. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, rising. Her, her uh, career has expanded. Yeah, yeah, she's expanding her portfolio. Her portfolio, I would say. Um, Some would say it's throbbing right now. Uh, Lyra Valkyria, Valkyria, even defeated Alcar. Valentina Feroz. Feroz, Feroz, yep. that's a thing. Via spinning heel kick. Uh, I want to see her get pushed more. Ah, um, I want to see both of them get more TV time. Two of them, I think, two of them are very good. It's the promo and her accent is way too her, Yeah, it's gonna that's gonna kill her. She, she's gonna go nowhere with that with the accent, unfortunately. And um, Valkyria is very much downplaying her Irish accent at any promos I've seen. Oh yeah. She's doing very well at it, to be fair. Yeah. Uh Stax defeated Odyssey Jones for reasons unknown, but sure, okay. Um, Roxanne Perez announced that Miko Satamura is going to be our tag team partner against the former champs next week. Mm-hmm. That's cool. going to be murder. And a very disheveled, pretty deadly, defeated Andre Chase and Duke Hudson via spilt milk on Chase after the inadvertent distraction by Tia Hale, who was earlier kidnapped by schism i want to call them yeah ava ava rain rock star rock, ah, yeah. yeah. yes pebbles schism. terrible fucking name uh so that happened. i i'm beginning to like nxt a little bit it's picking up it is definitely picking up it's not back to like black and gold no. days black white and gold though it's it's not it's it's getting there it's yeah. definitely a massive step up from 2.0 yeah. Oh, yeah. You can you can tell the difference in it, and that's you know I will give it a little bit of a, a credit there. It's it's probably a case of the the original stars of two point maturing and fitting mm-hmm. in a lot better, getting a lot more comfortable because it is two years on effectively or eighteen months on from when they started. You'd hope they'd be in better, but there's also the, the few imports from NXT UK that have really kicked and in as well. That's helped. It's it's because the big thing about NXT has always was always been good about NXT all along is always been fresh because there's never because mm-hmm. people bear like a few people people are moving on either getting released or whatever going up or you know it's the roster is constantly changing so you're not getting stale content like you often do in the main roster mm-hmm. so having nxt uk guys come in it does freshen everything up as well so that's definitely helping indeed indeed uh nick talk us through a speed run overall it happened perfect okay, yeah, that was wrong speed show of smackdown <laughs> Okay. It was uh, fine. Bloodline yeah, Nick. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got your uh, 60 second raw review. Go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, so, Edge, uh, Phoenix, Judgment Day stuff. Um, they're going to have a tag team match at, at Pay Per View, Elimination Chamber. Edge and Bet Phoenix versus uh, Balor and Ripley. Um, Priest qualified for Elimination Chamber. Um, Chelsea Green is still a Karen. Uh, Dexter Loomis beat Baron Corbin and then Baron Corbin and then uh, JBL basically quit 
Baron Corbin, told him that he's useless and left. Um, Lesnar and Lashley had a thing in the ring, so setting up to their match at Elimination Chamber as well. Um, Carmella also qualified for the Elimination Chamber on the women's side. Um, the Hurt Business are almost back. So set the guys under Shelton Benjamin or with MJ, MJF. That's good. Not, not, not MJF. That'd be very different. Uh, MVP. Be a very different faction. <laughs> uh, so, yep, that's getting them back together. That's good. Um, Asuka uh, is great. I love Asuka. Her new evil character is great. Bring it back. You should never lose. Stuff. Yep. Asuka, I want Asuka to win Chamber. I'd like to see mm-hmm. Asuka versus um, Bianca Belair. Mania. That'd be good. Um, Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman had a fantastic promo in the ring. Now, I'm going to pause the clock on the 60-second review because we need to dissect this. Uh, this was fucking amazing. This is probably the best, pay- or best promo on Raw in years. And fucking Paul Heyman, the dirty rat <laughs> bastard, fucking, he, he got me good. Gotcha. He, he done okey-doked me, so he did. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, yeah, Cody, so Cody comes out. Um, and what was he talking about? He was talking about obviously you know his his struggle to to get to to mania, all that jazz. You know, typical Cody promo as he does. And Paul Heyman comes out, or Mister Heyman, as he's been called now by Cody. He tells tales of how he you know loved Dusty, worked with Dusty, and all that jazz, and. Very sentimental promo between the two. Cody talked of his respect for Paul Heyman for effectively saving his family way back when, when he gave Dusty a job when they were flat broke, all that stuff. Like, pulling on the heartstrings. The fucking audience were on tender hooks. But Paul Heyman, the evil bastard man that, you know, he says in... He he says he trained... Seth Rollins, he prepared him and trained him to be a superstar. And he talks about Becky Lynch in the same way. He talks about other superstars in the same way. He talks about Roman Reigns in that way. But that he said he never trained Cody, never prepared tr- Cody to be a champion, to be a superstar. But that one of his final conversations he had with Dusty was that how Dusty told him that Cody was his favorite son. I thought, oh, that's cold. But then he continues. He doubles down. He goes, but Roman Reigns is the son he wished he always had. Mike drop. Yep. (laughs) Oh. He got it. It was good. It was such good shit. Good stuff. I wonder what's going our promo of the week this week. Segment of the week this week. (laughs) Uh, The ref from AEW. (laughs) (laughs) It's a problem. I don't think I missed that. I think I covered it all in that. But yeah, you got it all. Yeah, like Cody, his greatest strength is being able to tell a story. You know, it's he's he's his father's son. He's he's able to talk. But when you put them in there with Paul Heyman. You expect magic, and fucking magic was delivered. They 100% delivered. Um, this is... I, I say if this is how Cody is to go on and win his first title. When this is how Cody goes on to win his first world title, I don't even mean this in an offensive way to Anthony could have possibly done an AEW. This is the way to win your first world title. 
the story, being able to have the callbacks to his father, being in there with one of the greats, the fact that it's going to be dethroning one of the longest champs in history. Everything about this is just going to scream special. And, um, and the way of Roman He's going to lose at Mania just because they want the shit all over me. Um, I know they listen. We all know they listen. The, the fucking listens from Saudi Arabia the week they went over to Saudi Arabia proved it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, it's uh, it. Everything about this felt big. Everything about this screams Mania main event. Which, if you look back, hasn't exactly been something they've been able to hang their hat on for the last probably decade or so. But a lot what? of Mania main events for. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns wasn't the best match ever all those times. No, Which probably not. <laughs> um, you know, like if you look back at him at a lot of Roman's main events, and this isn't a dig at him, they've done such a shit job. Oh, the story into the Yeah. You know, whereas this is one where everyone involved. He has two main event matches right now. He could have at Mania and everyone would be delighted. For the yeah. It's, it's going to be incredible. They're going to like... If they go the route, we're all expecting them of being Usos versus KO and Sammy. And then we have Roman versus Cody in the one night. That's six lads who are just operating on such a fucking level. Actually, Having s- two proper matches. Realistically, you could have, obviously, if you weren't going women's match main event in one of them, you could legit just have these be the two main events of the two nights. Mm. True. Did you see there was a thing going around that originally they were going to create a new title at Mania? Oh, oh. they're going to do Rock Roman for if they had Rock, they're going to do Rock Roman for one of the nights and then have Cody win the other title, a new title that they're creating uh, on the other night. Ah, the Metaversal Champion. Mm. That is, this feels bigger. This feels bigger and better. The Galaxy Champion. I, I weirdly think that is that they've actually with Rock not being available, they've actually fallen into two great a whole stories. lot of something better because. <laughs> At the same time, can you imagine if Rock was coming back? We realistically don't get the Sammy stuff at the same level we're getting it. No. You know, everything falls into place. As much as I'd love to see Rock back, or the Rocky guy, it's, yeah, they've, they've stumbled into, again, it's t- typical thing of this fucking company. They fail into success. <laughs> like, it, it's impressive. It's a talent. But, yeah, I, uh, look, I'm looking forward to Mania. I, I, I'm really, for the first time in years, I can say, even looking at what the top of that card is going to be, without having to know what's going to fill it out, I'm seriously looking forward to Mania this year. I've, I've booked the Monday off. Uh, oh, I yeah. probably will be. Uh, I need, I'll need to have words tomorrow. <laughs> um, the, I wonder, though, are they going to go with that direct route, as you've just laid out? Or will they keep Sammy involved? I I think if you want, you don't want a Daniel Bryan mm. Batista situation again. So I think they they do need to sw- switch the storyline to get Sammy away from Roman, and you can easily do that at the Chamber if you have like you're gonna you have Sammy. Uh, we didn't cover SmackDown, but they, they made basically did the match, announced the match Sammy versus Roman for uh, Elimination Chamber at uh, on SmackDown. So you have. Roman obviously win that, but he wins that with the help of a returning Jay Uso who sides with them, and then the Usos beat the crap out of Sammy, and then Roman walks off and leaves them. 
just leave them do their thing or whatever. You kind of have the the main imp- impetus of the next okay. phase yeah. of attacks on Sami be from the Usos. So that's so where you're the setting the expectation. Going. Exactly. So you, you get yeah. Roman out of that picture as much as it. I would also be delighted to have Sami Vance going all the way, but I think if you want to have the full focus being Cody versus um, Roman, you need to switch the focus for Sami to be against the Usos instead of Roman. Yeah. And I, I still think I still think you end elimination chamber. I said you get Roman out of there. Yeah, and then and then the big down from the three to three Usos, the three boys, and then you have KO's music hits, the and he runs them off, and you have him lifting Sammy up to his feet as the show ends, and that is the shot that says this is what the future is going to be, and I think that that sets up a nice. I think that puts a nice it, kind of mental thing in people's heads going off the, the air that night to say this is what's going to be going into mania you know, you're getting the two boys reunited you're finally getting these lads having their their run together which question for you though and assuming they do nice. all of that right and uh, obviously we're seven weeks off mania at this stage mm. do you take all the gold off the bloodline at mania yeah. Yeah, you have to. There's no way you don't let Sammy and Kay win that. Um, now, unless they do it for one of the titles thing for the tag titles that they've been doing, they've been they've been defending them separately for a while. Yeah, uh, maybe you could, Usos you could do one in advance. Exactly, like Sammy and Kay cost them one of the titles when they're defending it, and, and they take the others. They take the other one. Yeah. Um, you still, you still get it. Still results in. Big bloodline t- being titleless, but unless uh, the Solo other takes out Solo takes out someone in the elimination chamber and enters it and wins it. <laughs> Imagine, I would be okay with that. Because like then you've got the picture that. of the the bloodline with all the gold heading into Mania. Mm, that'd work. And then Solo the only theory. one with a title coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you, you need to get the title off a of theory one way or the other. Yeah, so, and Solo does not go near the other title because Sheamus has to win that media. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's another question, no. and we'll, we'll book that in another while. Shush, Gardo, shush. Uh, but Boing. assuming Cody wins the title, and again, we're far off it, and we'll fantasy book this a lot better later down the line. Does he win both belts? Does he continue to be a dual champion? Does he win one belt, or do they split him and he has to sacrifice one of them? That he wins both belts and then he says, I'm going to be defending champion on Raw. And then they like how they did to Becky, was it? Exactly same. Yep. Okay. I would like, go along with that as well. I think if they're, if they're going to go the route of having Cody win at Mania, then yeah, he has to keep one belt and give up one. They didn't have the power to do to Roman or whatever. I don't know what way they're going to book it, but I don't, that's I'd probably... say he volunteers. So he'll, he'll switch out for Winged Eagle. Oh, oh. And then oh, he's and then and then it's because he switched it, it's just the WWE title. And then whoever, uh, then what's his name? Booking guy, and I'm like, add, add, uh, Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. Then goes, okay, cool. So you're defending your. This is your now WWE title on Raw. We're going to recreate a universal title. They'll give it a new name. Will be universal title for SmackDown. Ectoplasm everywhere. Exactly. Go back to WWE um, and World Heavyweight. Yeah, that, <laughs> it works. Bring back big gold belt. Um, big gold belt. Uh, I'm going to unpause you now, Nick, and you're going to finish off for all. Cool. So then uh, Montez Ford also quali- uh, qualified for the Elimination Chamber, and we finished off with the match that should have happened two weeks ago at Raw 1000, or so Raw 
30 uh, XXX Raw Triple X uh, where Becky Lynch and Bailey faced off in a steel cage match it actually happened this time and a decent match and it ended with damage control trying to interfere and Lita coming out to help Becky Lynch uh, and Becky ended up beating Bailey as a result so did anyone expect Lita to come out at that moment in time? Nope. If it had been no. Raw, Raw 30, maybe. But they obviously had that plan for Raw 30 because Lita wasn't on the show. So I reckon yep. maybe and, that's uh, why was... they pushed that because Lita wasn't available and they planned it. I don't know. Uh, there was also a video after the show where Becky was doing the Jeff Hardy dance in the ring while Lita's music was playing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you reckon there's anything going to come from that between Lita, Bailey, Becky... Or is that just a one and done? She just had her back. Can they, the get, can they get Trish back and have a six person tag up in mm. Canada? That could work. Yeah. Oh, baby. Almost like Good. I'm good at booking shit, lad. <laughs> uh, so that was Raw. Gordo, talk us through SmackDown from last week quickly. You got 60 right. seconds. Two seconds. SmackDown opened with Bloodline, parking lot. Fun and not cool. Pat they McAfee, showed up. despite him being at the paper. No Pat McAfee. Um, no Pat McAfee. I feel he's doing Super Bowl stuff and possibly will be back. He was, in the next he was doing Pro Bowl, he was the host of the Pro Bowl, he was the commentary on the Pro Bowl. So that's where he was that last weekend. Ah, that, that ah. explains it. So the Pro Bowl games, whenever you watched it, it was actually very, very fun for because you know the Pro Bowl is a joke anyway, they just made it a joke and it was great. I thought it like they did a catch competition, like the dunk competition. They, they, uh, yeah, that, that didn't go a lot of fun. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I saw one or two of them. It was fun. It was funny. It was just yeah, just it was it wasn't good. Uh, they, they did they did three um, three flag football matches or games um, between the AFC and the NFC, and there was like some like contests of like putting weights off a thing and pulling it and stuff. It was just it was it was just a fun thing, and everyone was having a good time. And yeah, it was good. It's the right way to do it. Yeah. Everyone knows the Pro Bowl's fucking. Crap, fucking thing! Nobody watches anymore anyway. So it's right to have a you know, sensible way doing it. Um, Jeff, bloodline shut off. It was fine. They were pissed off. Cool, makes sense. Um, Braun Strowman and Ricochet beat Imperium when Ricochet pinned Ludwig uh, to win the number one the title contenders tournament. Uh, the fucking Judgment Day showed up to audition for Fast Ten. Um, <laughs> Finn Balor in full Jamiroquai get up getting into a NASCAR was fucking uh, it's fucking hilarious this whole setup was brilliant people go watch Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio's NASCAR segment would recommend uh, obviously it was hyping up a race I couldn't have given less of a shit about the race I just thought it was hilarious uh, Charlotte beat Sonya Deville no one cares uh, backstage segment with the bloodline where basically Roman was looking to find Jay where the fuck is Jay pissed off he was getting angry at the two boys Want to know where Jay is. He tells him to go find Jay. Viking Raiders beat the Brawling Brutes. Um, a very fun match. Beat the living fuck out of each other. Very fun. Uh, uh, segment with Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. I don't even remember that existing. Um, Limitation Chimfield probably qualifying. Oh, I didn't see it. I, I don't even know if I see it. I might have been going to take a piss. Fatal <coughs> four-way qualifying match for the Women's Elimination Chamber. Natty defeated Shotzi, Zelina, and Shayna. Of all people, you had Natty win that four-way. Makes no fucking sense. I mean, I know they're, they're, the rumor is it's going to be Shayna and Ronda for going for the tag titles at Mania. So you don't want Shayna to be involved in the Elimination Chamber, I guess, for that. That's the only reason I can think of it. You could have easily put Shotzi in there. Shotzi doing a fucking senton off the top one of the pods. Yeah. 
uh, or give Zelina a chance to actually show what she could do. She looked okay in her cameos in the Rumble. You know, give her a fucking chance to do something. We don't need to see Natty in every fucking match. Um, another segment with the Bloodline, Roman basically apologising to for how he talked to the lads, said it was it was inappropriate, it wasn't right, he's going to go out to the ring and take care of some business, sends the lads back to their, did he say bus or truck, I think he said bus, uh, and that the wise man is after putting on a uh, spread of food for them, so go eat, rest up, look after themselves, and he's sorry again. Then, the segment. The segment where we get to set up to what we all wanted. Roma comes out, basically giving out about everything that happened, the aftermath of Rumble, how he's pissed off, everything with Sammy. I think we might have talked about this a bit last week, did we? Uh, oh, yeah, we did it. We did. because we, I, just told me, I got deja vu we as we were going yeah, through this. We did a very fast podcast last week, but it was, um, it was we did it on Saturday, so it was after this. Yeah, but yeah, he comes out, cuts the promo. I still know where Sammy Zayn attacks him. Eventually runs him off. Sammy turns around and says, uh, hits a great spear. Um, fantastic spear, considering it's not a usual thing he hits. Gets the microphone and the scream he lets out when he's shouting after Roman. Just proper raw emotion, screaming at him. This he says, I never wanted that from you. You got this all wrong. I never wanted a single thing from you until now. I'm coming for that title. I wanted in, I wanted in Montreal, yada yada. He turns around, bang, gets laid out. Solo and Jimmy. Two boys beat seven shades out of him. Solo goes to hit the run and Aris in the corner. Roman stops him. And something that I think has been absolute money, I don't think he's missed on one of these yet. The Roman Reigns, no microphone promo, where he's mm. talking to an opponent in the corner. He just trash talking him. He goes on about how Sammy's taking his family from him. He's breaking up his bloodline. He's getting between him and his family. So he's going to end Sammy in front of all his family. In front of his family, his wife, his kids, his friends. The crowd is eating it up. He says, yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to end him in Montreal. And crowd goes nuts. And yeah, that basically closes out the show. Really... Match quality was okay for the most part, but just that segment at the end made SmackDown phenomenal. Nice, 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 nice. That was well more than 60 seconds, but just for that segment alone, I needed to talk for more than 60. That is okay. That's very good, very good. Uh, Dynamite happened last night. Uh, there was a lot of fun, I think. Uh, some good matches. Taz and Tony Schiavone were fucking on the good stuff. They were having <laughs> they were strong vitamins last night. <laughs> uh, fine form, I would say. Uh, the, the the match, the, the show opened up, sorry, it was championship fight night, apparently, because all the champions were in action or something. Not sure how they quantified it because only two of the titles were actually being defended. Those championship eliminator matches, they count. Apparently. Uh, I think now that's as holds as much of an asterisk as Liverpool winning the Premier League has. Uh, but the first match of the so night. So you mean it happened? The, Is that what you mean? Yes, with an asterisk. They Moving fucking on. won it. Championship eliminator match. AW World Champ MGF defeated Kanoshke Takeshita via Salt of the Earth submission. Um, th- this match, while being very, very good, obviously, because you've got two fucking fantastic wrestlers in the ring, 
kind of overshadowed by the fact that it was so obviously blatant <laughs> that the referee handed Takesh the, the blade. Oh, and then Takeshi man. used the blade. The and AEW cameras the just can't not catch a blade. Every single okay. time. AEW cameras are a lot like Carmelo Hayes. They just don't miss. There we go. <laughs> Said the thing. Um, other than that, I quite enjoyed it. Um, MGF's piece of shit. Gotta love it. Um, anything stand out in this match for you other than that? I, just I didn't see it. Uh, I was like, it. MJF doesn't wrestle very often, but when he does and he puts on a good match, I was like, okay. Mm, the first yeah. match of the year. Yeah. Gotta love that scheduling. Yep. And uh, next matchup then was Jamie Hayter defeating the Bunny in her Eliminator match. Bit of a sloppy ending. It looked like the, the Bunny might have took a, a bit of a stiff ski air kind of towards the end. Because she was taking some form of a, a suplex and kind of either looked to block it or was just dead waiting. And it looked a bit clunky, but it wasn't going to change the end of the match anyway. Uh, Jamie Hader defeated the bunny, so she moves on. Uh, MGF then has a divisive promo backstage, is probably the nice way of saying yeah. it. I mean, like Katie Vick vibes, like, you know. <laughs> so Alexi Nair goes backstage to talk to MJF after his match. He welcomes her in, uh, gracious host as always, as you can imagine. And he starts talking about how he will do anything to win. And the example he used is that when he was, you know, a younger man and he took a girl out on a date, they were driving and she was doing things. And he was driving, and she was metaphorically on her knees, so to speak. And then he was driving, and then it was raining, and then he swerved, and he hit a tree or something like that. And he wakes up from a bit of a haze, sees blood on his hands, looks over, and you can see that she had broken the windscreen with her head, and he went over and found out she was still breathing. So when the police were on their way, you know, he's the one who fought valiantly for her and then, and, and, you know, took her in his arms and put her in the driving seat so that when the cops came, she was the one who was driving the car that crashed into the tree. He will do anything to win. Um, weird promo. Didn't hate it. Didn't really love it either. I mean, he's a scumbag. Um, that was the point. True. Uh, it wasn't the worst promo on the show, so there's that. <laughs> Uh, that uh, acclaim is taken by Soraya and Tony oh, Storm. Yeah, yeah I'm so that glad actually, that I yeah. didn't watch much of the show. Fucking hell. Uh, the Loser Patrol, or whatever they want to call themselves, said that yeah. even though Jamie Hayter won the match, she's a loser. And that everyone in AEW is a loser. And they called over the librarian, Leva Bates, and gave her a soft enough punch in the back which completely debilitated her and they spray painted L on her because she's a loser get it and Leva L name starts with L so she's a loser so that was what would be commonly known as in the business as the drizzling shits yeah um, but that happened back into the ring then the Guevara Garcia gauntlet match Please stop doing these. It's not fun, for you have to beat all these people just to get the match you want. Just talk to Tony. He'll give you the match. He's a people yeah. person. 
Yeah. So Ricky Stonks defeated the two boys from 2.0 and then defeated Daniel Garcia, or at least he was trying to, until some luchador in the crowd went into business for himself and hit a Judas Effect-like maneuver. But lo and behold, it was actually Chris Jericho in the crowd all along. And he was oh there, the show opened, which was actually hilarious when you think about it. Chris Jericho sitting in the crowd watching MGF's match, Jamie Hader's match, having the crack. For, for the memes, you should have been in a sting mask. <laughs> and then have a sting face paint underneath it. Sting face paint under a sting mask. <laughs> oh my God, he should have been in a fucking pain maker. A pain maker mask with pain maker makeup under it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so yeah, he hit Ricky Stonks with the Judas effect, which gave Garcia the win. Sure, that was a thing that happened. Yay. That's going to continue. Um, Brian Danielson then defeated Roosh. That was that a was, fucking war. That was very fun. Uh, Danielson was bleeding his own blood quite heavily. Uh, I don't know if that was a blade job. It, it looked very it deep, the cut. I don't think it didn't look bladey. Yeah. Deep. I think, if I have to guess, it came from when he kind of hit him off the chair ringside. Mm in the top right corner when he was also busted him into the barricade so that looked legit to be fair and they kicked seven shades of shit and chopped seven shades of shit out of each other um but Danielson won to mgf's bemusement so the match at revolution on march 5th which is a fucking sunday fuck you aw having sunday pay-per-views you know it's bad when giving credit to the fucking wwe for having moved to saturdays uh, yeah. Um, so that's happening. 60, man, 60 minute Iron Man match. MGF Danielson. Not sure I'm looking forward to it yet, but I'm sure they'll help increase the the want to watch. But I still won't watch it live. Trios match. The Elite defeated Top Flight and AR Fox. But did they? Or did uh, AR Fox get a three count on Kenny Omega? I know. He looked like it. He, he, got, he got it. He got it. Was it a 2.9994? It, it was very late, but uh, he got it just a bit. So yeah, classic elite match. Um, spot fest all over the place. It's grand for what it was. I think it could have... It would have been better if it wasn't booked on this match where there was also another title match to come and two championship eliminator matches. I think it was a little bit overshadowed by all of that. Plus the ref, the ref hit for three, by the way. <laughs> Plus the Brian Danielson <laughs> match. Uh, so yeah, they they won, they go on, so on and so forth. Uh, Hook backstage scared the living shit out of Stokely Hathaway. That was very entertaining. Get medical, please. Uh, but here, I know Gordo wants to talk about this. And uh, Nick, have you your soundboard connected up? I think I do. Um, do you have the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music? Thank you, Nicky. Yeah. Yeah, it'll sound off if we keep playing it, but thank yeah. you. Um, so, in the main event, we have the Acclaimed versus the Ass Boys for the fucking tag team titles. You have the Gun Club main eventing a TV show in 2023 in a company that's supposedly built on a foundation of strong tag team division. You have the gun club 
win your fucking tag titles. Whether it be transitional champs or not, you have the fucking guns. Tell, win tell your tag how, titles in 2023. Tell us how you really feel, Gordon. One of them will be passable as a wrestler. The other one of them will forever be shite. And they're interchangeable, which is which. <laughs> which one's that? I, I think, I think Colton has a possibility of actually being something. I actually do think he looks like he's got something about him. Austin, I just don't see it. I think he's, I, for the first time I've seen him, I thought he's been god awful. I don't think he's gotten that much better. Um, I just don't see why with all the tag teams you have in this company you can find ways you can have them screw the acclaimed out of the titles to drop it to someone else and keep this feud going without the titles. I just it did not need it did not need to end with the guns having the titles at any point. This I, just I did yeah, not like. I know I, I did I did like the tease of because everyone figured you know that if Billy was going to turn on, oh yeah, yeah, he claimed and and get be the result of the, he he'd be the cause of guns win the title if they were that, but they teased that but didn't do it, so they turned on their dad as well. Yeah, which is going to make it even more funny when he eventually turns in the rematch. Mm. Um, as as I can settle this all for you because I've got two words for you: transitional yeah. champions. Yeah, uh, I already said it doesn't matter whether they're transition or not. You still put your fucking tag titles on the guns. No, I'm okay with this. Booker, Booker of the year is off to a rough start in 2023. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I am okay yeah. with it. If, the, if they had won clean, oh, hell no. Nah. But because it was shady, because they fucked over the most popular tag team in the company, and because they're going to get their just desserts out of it as well, I'm They're okay getting fucking dessert out of all this at the same time. Oh, <laughs> fucking breaks definitely nominated 24-7. So, transitional champ then fits. Who are they dropping it to? FTR. Because they've got the pre-built story of FTR getting the piss taken out of him by the ass boys for a few weeks. It just seems so logical in a layup that I'd be surprised if they didn't do that. I don't know how you take the acclaimed out of it. They might need to feud with someone else just to get them out of the title picture. So I assume maybe the guns defeat them via shenanigans another way. Maybe Billy Gunn does turn on them at that stage. And then they go into a program with Billy Gunn or something like that. I mean, yeah, you could do it where getting to the match with FTR is kind of the bit that you need to figure out. Because like, they get, they claim can cost them the match against FTR. And that's how you get that other feud keep them going like. Yeah, like I think that matches the thing. I with where we are now, I think you potentially have FTR taking the belt at Revolution, absolutely destroying the Ass Boys. Yeah, I'd be up for that. But how do you get FTR back on TV when they haven't been on at all with no belt? Just a surprise, or they just come back some dynamite when the Ass Boys are having their celebration, their party. And beat seven shades of shit at him. Yeah. And they keep doing it for a couple of weeks until they have to get the match. Although the pay per is in four weeks, so they probably have to do it next week if they're realistically going to do it. 
But I'm okay with it. As long as they do something meaningful and the rub goes to the face team who takes the belts off them, it makes absolute sense. It's a, it's a classic wrestling trope that they haven't actually used in AW yet, as far as I can remember. This feels to me like if you had fucking hit row beat Usos for the SmackDown tag titles right now. No. You just don't fucking do it. There's no feud there. No, there's a feud with Ass Boys and... I think Gordo's irrationally disliking oh, like, this. Yeah, like, because like, he Gordo and Austin really, Gunn. Really you know, yeah, yeah, he's just he's ever Lock since him in won. a fucking elevator. I just, I, just, I just don't think it's good. I think it's a bad idea. I just think I just, just for the record, no new chaps, unlike, you know, the new chaps that we had. Yeah, this is a, this is a big no for me. Yeah, Vince McMahon returning as to WWE is still champion, just to clarify. I'm, I'm saying this is close. No, it wasn't yeah. even a debate. Saz, <laughs> Gordo, Saz, Saz, Saz. Um, bullshit. Your face is bullshit. Uh, what are we going to look at? We're looking at best match of the week. What tickled your fancy the best? I'm probably going to go Danielson Rouge. El Gordo? Yeah, I saw a good chunk of that, so I could probably go with that. Um, what else was there? Yeah, I'd have to go either that or probably Mellow JD. Mellow JD mm. was quite a good match that's as well. Very good, yeah. Yeah, I got Daniels and Roosh. I think that uh, that uh, that that match fucked. Yeah, I, I missed the first like couple of minutes of that, but yeah, I saw the majority of it. And very very good. Uh, who takes the almost this week? Ooh. Hmm. Um. Fuck. I can't remember. Why is, why is it Wesley and Dijak? <laughs> no, it's, it is not Wesley. I'm not going to lie, I, did, I didn't care much for the Montez Elias match. Eh, wasn't is that because Elias is the on. worst one in that tag team? I said it and I'll keep saying it. Elias? Elias. Montez, sorry. <laughs> well, his tag team partner had a match earlier in the night and he didn't get mm. through. And he looked yeah. more impressive losing than Montez did winning. I will agree with Fitz on that. Oh, I agree too. Yeah. Um, actually, Isla Dante. Ah, oh, actually, no. Davide Dante Chen. We skipped the fucking thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Davide wins the almost. Davide wins the almost. Still not as um, bad as almost, but you know, honorary. Nowhere near as bad as almost. The, so. uh, I will move swiftly along from the best segment because I believe we're all going to give that to oh, Cody and Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the worst segment of the week. I will nominate, and I think it'll be a quick win for Paige and Tony Storm. Yeah, I forgot about it when I was going through the thing. Yeah, no, that was terrible. Haven't seen it. Going to assume it was god awful based on what boy yourself and Pat were saying to be earlier. If it's, it'll get my vote either way. I trust you. Yeah, it, it, yeah. You made, sound, you made it sound like the sort of thing that made me want to pull out my hair watching it because I'd expect better from both of them. So that's enough for me to say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestler of the week. Hmm. Fuck. Um, I give it to the boy Mello. I think Mello. Mello's had a Mello's had a week. Yeah, he's had two really solid matches. One of them being two matches technically. Uh, yeah, yeah, and good promo to start the show. And yeah, I think he's, overall he's had a good week. Fair enough. Uh, I won't disagree with that. That's um, a weird, weird honor of a mention. Cedric Alexander. Yes, he looked fucking phenomenal in that match. He's always mm-hmm. been phenomenal, but it's great to see him actually get a chance to show it again. Honorable mention, Cedric. Mm-hmm. 
good to have the Hurt Business back together. Oh, best thing for everyone involved in that at the time. It actually made me not hate Bobby Lashley segments. <laughs> Show of the week. Probably go AW Dynamite. I think I'm going NXT. NXT was a solid show this week too. Like the pay per view or, or, or Vengeance Day. Show. Oh fuck, I could go either. Nah. Um, because like I, lo- I loved the pretty deadly stuff. Mellow JD was very good. Uh, the promo stuff was quite good. Me, uh, me <laughs> splinters in my arse. Um, no, I'd go. I'd go to pay. I'd go to pay per view. At a premium live oh. event. Excuse me, sorry. Boski? I went dynamite. I'll fall in behind you there as well. Uh, the Sammy Guevara, what the fuck were you thinking? Dumbass moment of the week. Do we have any nominations? AW camera crew. <laughs> but I, do you know what? I don't even know if I'd give it to the camera crew as, a, as I'd give it to the Kevin producer. Dunn yeah. producer role for not picking up that. Although again, every maybe week, should, maybe we should give it to um, the wrestlers for being dumb enough to fucking blade right in the middle of the ring with their heads <laughs> fucking held up to the clouds to the sky. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. So many dumb shit that they do on that show. It really annoys me at times. Uh, but I don't think anything stood out as being actually, do you know what? I'm going to give it to fucking Dijak for attempting a moonsault <laughs> off the top rope. To a guy who's sitting and locked into an announced chair. I'm going to give the Tony Khan for putting the fucking tag titles on the guns. <laughs> Poe, have you any honorable mention? No, I think that covers it all. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the the bad takes of the week. Did uh, we have any? The bad takes is Tony Khan giving the fucking tag titles <laughs> to the guns. So when do we do this last? You did this on the fourth last. So yeah. Uh, I don't know if this was included, the Sidgwick one. Uh, Don't know if you talked about this one. That one we did, yes. Okay, perfect. So we would be going on to the next one. So Socialist NWO Sting. Triple H was never as over as Billy Gunn is right now with daddy ass scissoring things. Oh, Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Jesus. Oh, that's that. I mean, y- yes, one. it's over, but it's a different type of over. Like. Watch the uh, watch the fucking garden return, please, and yeah. thank you. Oh, baby. That, that. Ah. That's a tough one. I'm not going to lie. And, and, and if you want to go to the flip side of it, obviously, fair enough. People, are, people always look at over as being a face thing. If you want to look at it, like, from a heel perspective... Think back to after he fucking laid out uh, HPK. Think of the sledgehammer spot that he done with him and the fucking heat he had after that. Some of the heat during the, the, the early days of the stuff with Batista. The stuff with Orton. No, this is a god-awful take and it really shows that this person has no idea what Triple H's career was. Uh, moving on then to our friend Sodu2. Uh, what do you call him again? I can never think oh, of uh, Robert. Him. Robert. Robert, that's it. So WWE and Fox tweeted out, the man always has a plan, referring to Becky Lynch and Lita saving the day after all. And he quote tweeted this and said, 
A sad, dead promotion under sail. Bless Sasha for jumping off the ship. I mean... That dead. just seems like he's been hurt. Dead promotion? That's <laughs> just factually wrong. It's huge. It's getting better right now. It's legit on a fucking upswing at the moment. Yeah. It could. Okay, so that's part that one. Moving on. Uh, the agitation, frustration, and misery some brain-dead dipshits put themselves through over the false perception that Tony Khan has some sort of control over podcasters, journalists, is insanely funny. Maybe channel that obsessive and hateful energy into not being a fucking jerk-off. I mean... Look at the Melter stuff, let's be honest. You can see why people would think that Tony does have some fucking control, or at least... Not There's control, control is a horrible way of putting it, but yeah. then you'd have some bit of sway with specific podcasters and whatnot. I wouldn't even say sway, I wouldn't say direct sway. I'd say he probably treats those people a lot better than they were treated out of other promotions. Like, you know, for the last, what, 15, 20, maybe 15 years, 20 years maybe, Meltzer and co. were vilified by everyone in WWE. To the point of where they were probably getting hate mail from the fanboys. Whereas now with AEW and the Elite beforehand in New Japan, they welcomed Meltzer. They went out for dinner. They were, they were buddies and friends. So naturally, I think it's only human nature to talk less shit about people you like and enjoy spending time with. You Serious question. With the bad stuff slide. Serious question. A possible discussion point. If it was ever a, like a bit of a, if there was ever a falling out between TK and the Bucks and Kenny, mm-hmm. what side do you think Meltzer would come out on? Mm. <laughs> We'd have to it'd depend on the circumstances of it all. I think he'd be reasonably mm. fair to. It depends on if they go to WWE or not. Oh, <laughs> Bowski with the point. I like it. Yeah, that could be a determining factor. All right. Uh, so next one up. I want Tony to buy WWE to close it down. I just hate that evil company and I need Tony to kill its history like Vince did with every territory. I don't know if that's a bad take. I think that's just a bit of an extreme take. Yeah. Like, evil company. There were some shady things in that company's history. Vince did kill the territory. Like, I don't know if I'd class it as a bad take, though. It's he also propped up certain other companies. I want to say to sad extent. Yeah, that's a that that's a who's hurt you kind of take. Mm. Uh, next one here. Enjoy all wrestling in quotation brackets. Uh, to me, it's just code for enjoy your wrestling, but remember WWE is superior in to every other company. The reply. Uh, the reply, yeah, it definitely has all lives matter vibes to it, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus. Yeah, there's the bad take. Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, enjoy all wrestling is so you know you don't get butt hurt over things, whereas Except all lives matter is just subjectively wrong. Yep, very oh, different baby. things, very different baby. things. Uh, Gordon's or Gordo's favorite, uh, Jordan Grace has won this week. Uh, all the men in my comments slash DMs saying I look like a man 
are the most mid-looking humans I have ever seen. I mean, she would know what mid looks like. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. So toxic, Ooh, you piece harsh. of shit human being. And I know harsh. a thing or two about being a piece of shit human being. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, our last one here. So it's a three-parter. So we'll go through Oh, jeez. I've just seen who this is from. Uh, from Jesse Collings. I don't recognize the name. But it starts, I agree with Dave Meltzer that it would be great if AEW had a baby face that could sell 3,000 extra tickets like Cody or Zayn might be able to do over the past few weeks. It would also be great if AEW was 50 years older and had a huge swath of institutional fans to draw from. A major thing for Sammy Cody recently has WWE pushing them hard during Raw 30 and the Royal Rumble, two huge nostalgia-laced events where elapsed and more casual fans tune in. They saw good stuff so they had paid more attention to the product since. AEW simply doesn't have that kind of historical connection with millions of extra potential fans. It's completely unrealistic to expect them to develop that in only a few years, and it shouldn't be portrayed as some sort of booking failure or even a necessity. They have had opportunities. They have had opportunities where they've seen upswings on specific shows, and they have put absolute shite in around yeah. it. Yeah. Completely agree. That, that's no, there, there's some basis, but there's some good basis for what he's saying here, but there's also a lot of looking over failures of AEW and what he's saying here. I would, I would say, def, I would say there's there's a hint of good point, but there's definitely there's definitely a bit of bad take in this as well, definitely. Yeah, that, I, I, not, not maybe not necessarily bad take. Very much a rose tinted glasses look at AEW. This. I think they, they've it, had some. They've had some a, shows. It's a single they, point of view. It's a narrow view of yeah. He's got a wider discussion. Yeah. yeah, I I wouldn't say it's covering anything or negating anything that AEW doesn't do properly, because we all know that they've put on some stinkers. Like the two matches that they've three matches that they put on the rampage that CM Punk debuted. Oh, good yeah, Lord, there was, was so much eyes on that show. Like, why would you not? Exactly. That's, all... that's where you fucking have you. You have a potential fucking tag title change or something on that show. You put something to make like people when say, you oh, look, "Fuck me, I need to come back to this." When you look at it analytically, absolutely, there's failings. But the point that he's making in these series of tweets is absolutely founded. If you look at Raw Thirty getting a bump of nearly an extra million viewers, AEW can't do that no matter what they do right now because they haven't got that name value that WWE has. They don't have the chance to give the extra eyes. But exactly. they did what they did with the bunk thing. Like that's the perfect example of them fucking uh, that up. Yes. But that's a I would say that's a one off event potentially. But you're also going to have a Royal Rumble. It's, it's, it's Royal Rumble rare. would be a, an annual thing. Annual, yeah, but still it's not like every the way he's phrasing it is yeah. obviously a lot more common I, than what I wouldn't classify that as a bad take. I'd say it's a misguided attempt to discredit a WWE's success in being able to draw in casual fans. Mm. Nah, I still, yeah. I, still, I, I still think that there's a hint of good point, but I think there's a, there's a hint of good point mixed with a hint of mental gymnastics from him. I, mm. I, I, still, think, I still think there's a hint of bad take in it. I do. 
but it, um, it, it's it's a, it's a it's a hit of bad take founded in an overall right idea. Okay, so cast our votes. I oh, want to go out on a limb matter. and assume all lives matter. Jesus, yeah, all lives matter. matter. Oh. Yeah. I was going to put it down as a vote nearly between Rovert and uh, Billy Gunn being more over than Triple H. Oh, for Triple H one. Oh, I might have to go. But if uh, if we're going for the All Lives Matter one, that's that's a fair call too. Uh, chat of ye a preference? Oh, the all the, the Triple H one is fucking god awful. Oh, have you are you sticking with All Lives? I have stuck with All Lives. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, Tam, are you thinking that's actually Rover trying to be sarcastic? Uh, I don't know. I've seen some of their tweets. I think I'd have to, yeah, I think I'd have to go all lives, uh, but that Triple H tweet is definitely up there as an all-timer. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so all lives take it. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if all lives didn't happen, the Triple H one was walking to it, I think. Uh, all lives is a special one. Gordo, take us home. Oh, we're going home. We are home. That was fast. Um, if people want to get more of us at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast you'll get us on all of your usual podcast apps so that's iTunes Google Podcast Spotify SoundCloud wherever you're listening now you're going to get us each and every week come back listen to us you'll enjoy it I promise um, you'll also find us over on WrestlingSoup.com along with the Wrestling Soup guys themselves and a load of other podcasts please make sure to go over there spread some love listen to some of the shows over there and also check out the Soup guys on their Patreon also check out our friends over at Canvas Theory which is www canvastheory.com and if you use the promo code AWP you will get 10% off so please go check out canvastheory.com you'll also find us over on Twitter it's at the AWPod when you're over there you'll also find a link to our Discord where you can come join the fun when we record every week share memes if you find any bad takes on Twitter you can share them with us and we'll read it out on the show every week we have fun with this come join us please you can also find us over on Twitch when we're playing games not Hogwarts Legacy I promise it's twitch.tv forward slash the AWP, AWP, excuse me, twitch.tv forward slash the AWP. Please come drop a follow, join in the fun. We go live most Friday and Saturdays. You'll have a bit of fun, have a laugh. We normally have a couple of drinkies and we're liable to say pretty much anything. So yeah, we could see us get cancelled in real time. Um, and if you want some good wholesome streaming from a true girt lord himself, please, when you're over there, drop a follow on Deliverance77 as well. It would be much appreciated. Boys, we got through another steve show. We did. We got through. Uh, actually, yeah, Craig is still recording. Good, because remember. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. We got two weeks ago. Yeah, fuck. Uh, we, 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 we need to start checking this stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, time to shout out there as well. Yeah, unfortunately, Robert does have that history of <laughs> seeming a bit unhinged and weird, and it's hard to know. Oh, speaking of weird and unhinged, um, did we talk about uh, Ringside News? Was that this week or last? It was this week. Oh, <laughs> they had a fucking meltdown again. He's stepping back. He's, he's, he's probably stepping back due to potential threats of legal action, I think. So apparently uh, Paige's brother is a rapist, if you're believing him. Yeah, if you, if you believe Ringside News. And as anyone knows, we have had a long history of tweeting out about how fucking ridiculous Ringside News is. So we are not for one second saying that that is actually the case uh, and that he is, in fact, a rapist. Uh, Ringside, no, News no. Is, Ringside News is an absolute fucking shit rag of a publication. Fuck them. Um, 
you know, if 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 this is after happening as a result of a possible thing of going down the legal route, fair fucks the page and or the Knight family for getting involved in this and saying, no, not going to put up with their bullshit. A lot of people backtracked fairly quickly on it uh, down through the years. These lads are, uh, they, they won't back down. So fair fucks. Uh, your man has a habit of going on these drunken Twitter rants every couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, might have finally met his match. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> I damn it, I hate when that happens. Uh, don't you hate when you can't go out and just make like blind allegations about someone doing something mm. ridiculously serious like that? Without There's a, a reason our podcast has the word alleged in the title. Uh, fucking true. The fuck, they're sent you to TMZ, as fucking Maurice says <laughs> there. The fuck, they're sent you to TMZ of wrestling. But, you know, even less credible. That's saying something. Mm. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, Essentially, they're the sort of thing that should have a Gavin eats for breakfast. Um, Steve, what's that sound? Mm. <gasps> uh oh, Tiger's whistle. You know what that means? Tiger's whistle's blowing, means we must be going. No more Russell crowing for you. But now, don't you start to whine? I'll see you again next time, cause there's plenty of more of fighting left to do. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>